Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now. We are joined by National Correspondent Jack Crumley. A couple of uh, big stories to talk about. Uh, let's start with uh, the defense and the Donald Trump fraud trial set to begin their case today. Jack, good morning. What are we expected to uh, hear as uh, the former president now starts to defend himself? Yeah, good morning. Hi, thanks. Uh, so the question is going to be, you know, really, uh, to a certain extent, who's going to be on the stand? Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is expected to be the first witness called, and in all likelihood, uh, he will be testifying today. Uh, I, I feels like there's a pretty good chance that Eric Trump might testify as well, since they both uh, gave testimony when the New York State Attorney General was presenting her case. Uh, Ivanka is a bit more of a question mark, and also, frankly, uh, so is the former president, although, you know, if Donald Trump has a choice to speak to a room full of people or not, I think we know which way he goes, and certainly being uh, questioned by your own defense attorneys uh, might be a little more of a less contentious uh, exchange than what we saw and heard about the former president having uh, when he was answering questions with the prosecutor. But yes, the defense is kicking off today. And what can we expect to see other than the players? I mean, what is their defense going to be? Because this is uh, really he is fighting for the survival of his ability to do business in New York, right? Correct. And the judge has already determined that fraud was committed. I think that's worth noting. The, the, what's being trying to prove, be proven by the state right now are six other claims of conspiracy and falsifying business records and issuing false statements, insurance fraud, that kind of thing. The, the, the thrust of the defense is that the financial statements that were provided to these banks in order to get favorable loans were not uh, intentionally misleading and that the idea that different people can come up with different values for the same property, uh, that's really at the heart of the defense and then specifically uh, at the heart of some of the testimony given, uh, especially by Donald Trump Jr. and by Eric Trump was that, you know, I was, I, I didn't, I wasn't the one that did this. I was following what other people uh, told me was the right thing. Interesting. And yeah, we'll see, you know, how this all plays out, especially as we'd mentioned, you know, the judge pretty much already ruling that there was fraud there and uh, what the defense looks like as they kind of climb back from this. Also, it was an interesting weekend over in uh, college football as uh, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh was suspended from the uh, Saturday signlights for the rest of the season as a part of this ongoing sign stealing saga. Uh, yeah, and uh, the suspension coming from the Big Ten as opposed to a suspension by the NCAA because the NCAA is still investigating these allegations of sign stealing allegedly for uh, the last couple of years at least by uh, this analyst, Connor Stallions and others who were you know allegedly scouting future opponents off campus, which uh, is explicitly against NCAA rules. The suspension, though, coming from the Big Ten, and uh, that's part of the appeal that uh, the University of Michigan is making. Uh, to a court saying, hey, this on this investigation, nothing's been proven yet. You can't suspend our head coach. And uh, there's a hearing that'll be in court on that this coming Friday. Well, I mean, and it didn't exactly slow them down. They were pretty united against Penn State this weekend as well. We should also mention just for uh, transparency, Jack is calling us from Ohio. So could be a little <laughs> something with that. Yeah, I think there's something on the schedule between Michigan and some Ohio team here right around Thanksgiving, as I recall. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there there could be some <laughs> allegations that, uh, you know, if Ryan Daly can't beat them on the field, they might try to beat them off the field. 
<laughs> well, I do feel obligated to point out for what it's worth. I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is in the, which is arguably the least Ohio city. Uh, you know, if I Columbus, Cleveland, a lot of other cities are, are big scarlet and gray fans. Uh, Cincinnati is a little more of its own animal. But yeah, I mean, listen, this is a lot of questions and not having your main guy at the helm to be on the sideline uh, could have a big effect. We'll see. It, you know, it, it hasn't yet because they, they beat Penn State over the weekend, but uh, still a couple big games left to go. Yeah, we'll see in an O. Uh, Michigan, obviously, I'm a big Michigan fan. So also in the efforts of transparency that they, you know, sent out that letter to the Big Ten as well, kind of saying, hey, it wasn't just us. Here's kind of a list of everything else that's been going on. So could be more messy for the Big Ten than they realized. It, it is interesting that the Big Ten is choosing to get themselves involved in this way and, and choosing to ch- choosing this to be the punishment. And they've said that this best fits the violation because they say it, you know, it, it preserves the student athletes who can still keep competing. And it recognizes that the head coach embodies the university for purposes of the football program. So to a certain extent, this is a, a symbolic suspension in an odd way. Yeah, we'll see because he's allowed to be back at work today. It's just the Saturday right. afternoons he has to hang out off the sidelines. So interesting to yeah, see. It's, inter- it's, it's a unique case. Yeah. Jack, we really appreciate it. Thanks very much.